At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Sif Pop Sif Spoil. We're going to go over all the hanging threads, romances, jokes, Easter eggs, cameos, deaths, resurrections, and post-credit sequences. They all die. From vengeance. Uh, Andrew, you said you had a lot to talk about in spoilers for vengeance. So why don't you kick us off with uh, where you want to take this conversation now that everything's on the table? Uh, well, I kind of touched on the uh how the ending of this didn't work for me because i don't think i don't feel like bj novak's character uh from what we'd seen throughout the entire movie his timidity you know i for him to go from that to murder is it's a big leap it is. I do think it's the point of the movie. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean it has to work for you, but mm-hmm. I do think that is specifically the point the movie is making yeah. is that he would go from, from one to the other. Right. Um, yeah, but it, it just, doesn't, that doesn't mean that it has to work. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Yeah. I, I didn't necessarily either. I, I am kind of with you on this. Um, you know, that's, again, not the specific reason that the ending brings the movie down for me as much. But I do see what you're saying there. I also think that there, the movie is trying to do a fine, uh, fine balance too here, which is if it's, if the transition is clear and obvious, the ending is less obvious, you know, less shocking, right? I think part of the reason the ending is so shocking is because that transition is less clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I do think that's specifically done on purpose. Mm-hmm. It just means character wise, it may not work. Um, yeah. And you kind of have to you have to suspend a little bit of disbelief and just relegate it to being internal. You just have to go to the place where you're like, oh, all this happened off screen and internally. Mm-hmm. I just didn't get to see it. Yeah. Um. So I think that's what the movie wants us to do. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I again, Andrew, I I totally understand and can see why you'd feel that way, and you're not wrong necessarily. But yeah, I think that was the point of it, and especially just like. Because I didn't see what Ashton Kutcher said in those final moments, like, coming. And, like, 
it was so true. Like it was kind I, of a one-two punch, it, right? It was, like it was, it was, yeah. It was just like the minute he started going, it was like, go ahead. But, you know, I'll be the bad guy for like a week and then I'm going to be, people are going to go online and they're going to say, well, wasn't she just another like drugged out girl and all this stuff? And it's like, I'm going to be scot-free. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where we're at these days where yeah. everybody has an opinion on something, whether it be a trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard or uh, politics, whatever it is, it's like. There's there's enough like out there in the world for like a murderer to get off scot free. Well, like, because everybody has a take, yeah. and then there's always backlash, mm-hmm. and then there's always backlash to the backlash, mm-hmm. and it's just because everybody has to have an opinion mm-hmm. about everything. Yep. Every opinion about everything yeah. exists, exactly. and it's you know we no I've said this before, but we no longer in our culture need to uh, have straw man fallacies, right? Like the straw man fallacy is where you like invent an opinion to argue against Mm -hmm. and it's like well nobody has that opinion it's like guess what we now have proof that everybody has every every opinion exists out there there are no straw men now the straw man fallacy i think is kind of morphed into something else which is that we take something that one person believes or one person has said or a very very small minority of people have said and we make it into this big thing so that we have something to argue against um I think that is part of the problem of social media Mm -hmm. is that every voice seems equal and it's not. Um, I don't mean that in a human value way. I mean that in a majority minority way of what, you know, most humans would feel or believe or think or, you know, value. Um, And so it it equalizes things that aren't equal and uh, that becomes very difficult. But that's what that whole final thing is about is just like you know polarization just allows everything to be my team versus your team and i'm gonna have a team and i probably won't suffer as much consequences as you like um so yeah yeah so it it, it worked for me though essentially just because like in that moment after he said that i i was seriously like oh kill him yeah and i was like i was like i was like i literally like gas was like and then i i turned to my husband i was like good <laughs> yeah like because i was like this guy's gonna do it again like i don't know i mean i'm not saying i agree with that well morally. the movie is making it seem like he just did do it again yeah. right like the movie literally has him dragging out another girl that we saw yeah. earlier and i right. think there's something in those final few minutes about the police saying there's another body out by the you know whatever oh, after party kutcher's body i thought they were talking about kutcher's uh, body too i i thought they were Hmm. I thought they were talking about Kutcher's body. Yeah, I think that's probably. But right. you're, I mean, you're right. They are showing that like he doesn't care about these girls, mm-hmm. and like if they pass yeah. out from right. these drugs, he's a serial abuser. If nothing yeah, else, he, yeah. He'll Even do if he's it not again. a serial murderer, he's no. a serial abuser. Yeah, yeah, he'll do it again. It's not a, and that's I don't know. Now we're going back to like Dexter theory, right? Like, is it mm-hmm. if it's if he's actually going to keep doing it? Is it really? bad but well this this is this is i think the the heart of why i have difficulty with the ending of this movie Mm -hmm. which is i i am a pacifist i just it's it's something that i've talked about before on the show it's something i've grown into it's you know i've i've always hated violence i've always hated the idea of hurting other people in in almost any situation and now that has morphed into hating the idea of hurting anyone in any situation. And so that's where my pacifism comes from. Mm -hmm. And this movie is 
in many ways indicating that there is a time and place for vengeance. There is a time and place for violence. Mm -hmm. I know there are lots of people that believe that. I, I Listen, I understand that people believe differently than me. I just don't believe that way. That's not part of my ethic. It's not part of my worldview. And so for me, that last scene rings really difficult because it speaks to that part of us that wants judgment and vengeance and the idea of you know, that we are the ones to, uh, sometimes it has to be us. Nobody else is going to do it has to be us. We're the ones that have to rule in that type of vigilantism. And honestly, I don't know that it's, uh, again, I, you know, my pacifism extends to governments as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think governments should be being violent to people or killing people yeah. either. So yeah. like that, that goes for war that goes for the death penalty. It's, I just, I think it's always a bad idea. Um, and again, I know there are other beliefs and I'm not trying to have that debate right now. I'm just telling you my own personal worldview. Mm -hmm. So, so when a movie is like, you know, let's think about this. Are I'm like, I've kind of already thought about this. I know how I, how I feel in <laughs> there. There is never a time I would feel like it was okay for me, not only to take another human being's life, but to be violent to another human being because I, you know, disagreed with them or whatever. Now where that, you know, line falls as far as like, self-defense in those kind of things. Um, you know, uh, like I would wrestle with somebody, I would pin them down. I would do everything I could to stop them. Um, but I would, if I accidentally used lethal force on someone, it would destroy me. Yeah, It would just, it's just like, I just, you know, it's, it's, so it's hard for me to come away from this movie going, I feel great about it because it is saying something about that, you know, and I don't know that I fully agree. So, yeah, so, yeah. I, I totally actually agree with you, Aaron, on like in real life. Mm -hmm. That is how I feel. Yeah. I like yeah. almost you said it to a T how I feel when it comes to movies and television. I feel like that's my outlet to when it's okay. when it's not and not. And obviously, this is not based on a true story. Right. So when it's right. not based on a true story, because I do feel like when it's a true story, it gets different. But this is fictional. So I do feel like that's my outlet to like be like when things like sure. this happen. I'm like. It's the same with the show. Like, I mean, I will watch TV shows and I'll be like, oh my God, I hope they kill that one off. Like, kill them, kill them. But it's because it's fake. I always say, it's, I'm, it's fake. Like, you know, this is mm -hmm. where. So that's where I take this is, is just like, no, in real life, if this happened, I would not think it's okay. Like, if it, if, if that was mm -hmm. the case, but I just appreciated it in the film. One, because. I feel like most of the time they would take the route of like the moral correct way to go about it, which would be like, you're going to jail. We're going to let the justice system decide <laughs> whatever. Like, and I'd be like, Ugh, okay. So, but for theatrics and, you know, for more mm -hmm. of a dramatic effect, I appreciated it because I was like, oh, you actually did it. <laughs> and, and what, what Ashley, it makes for a great movie ending. Yeah, and but also what Ashton Kutcher said was another one of those things that like stays with you and it makes I would hope people would think twice because it's another thing I can't stand is the fact that and I when I got to I actually got to speak to BJ Novak about this movie and he said how like how 
terrible that everybody has to have an opinion on something with social media. It's just like really mm-hmm. bad for the world. And I, and I agree because I just think it's causing more of a divide and people are feeling they have to say an opinion on something they truly probably don't even care that much about because they feel like they're unseen if they don't, like they don't matter. It's like a, you, if you don't have an opinion, you're not, you don't exist in this world. And it's like, that's something I've personally. Or, or if you don't have a public opinion, you yeah. don't exist in this world. I'm, there are so many conversations I'm more than willing to have. Right with the people who I'm close to, with my family, with my closest friends, or even with a stranger when we're in the same mm-hmm. room and we just find ourselves on a topic. That's fine. Yeah. But I don't there are many things that I don't make public about, you know, right. uh, because I don't I don't have to. It's right. I don't need that to validate my existence as some sort of public commentator on, you know, things. Um so yeah, I I think it's uh it is it is definitely an era where that seems to be the norm, right. um, where you have to have an opinion. Then so, easy to hide yeah. behind social media and do it because you'll say whatever you want versus like what you just said, in which I think he, the mm-hmm. movie does a good job of trying to say like it's about having conversations in the same room with somebody and because then you're going to like understand each other. And mm-hmm. that's, I don't know. So, and I, I Well, you're at least going to be forced to see someone as a fellow human mm-hmm. being which we lose a lot of time online, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. 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 Yeah, So I, I do want to, I do want to make it clear. I did, I did like this movie, almost loved Mm -hmm. it. Like this is a, you know, I really, really enjoyed this movie. And when I'm talking about uh, how a movie differs from my own, like personal moral convictions, I generally, it takes a lot for me to really hold that against a movie. And it's generally when I feel like the movie is making a specific moral point, Mm -hmm that I feel is the is unhealthy if it were to be expanded to, you know, because when a movie is doing that, it's do, it's specifically doing something that I think is unhealthy or uh, you know, negative for culture. Um and that, you know, I do have those opinions, but in general, it's so nuanced. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you know, um there's an argument to be made that even when a movie is saying something you don't like or you don't agree with, that there's value because it creates that conversation and it gives us all the ability to talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, and I, I do, I think that's valuable. So I, I get that it's nuanced and that it's, you know, um, so I'm just, I'm explaining my own kind of, uh, feelings and how those impact my overall view of the experience. Mm -hmm. It's actually kind of interesting because I was with a bunch of my old uh, friends. We were all coworkers. We used to work in a hospital and, uh, we saw just some, we saw a lot of stuff while we worked there. And, uh, one of our duties was in the morgue you know and we were and uh the other day when we were talking we were talking about this separation we all have like whenever we see a death in a movie or on a tv show is and how different it is from something like that in real life so i can definitely appreciate the the pacifism conundrum of like Mm -hmm. you know what does this mean for me to watch this and you know so I can totally respect that, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. for sure. Uh, for the movie itself, I have one other thing. And by the way, please don't forget that I like this movie. <laughs> 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 but, the, but the other thing that was that was a big negative for me uh, that now I can talk about in spoilers was the fact that he's having BJ Novak, uh, Ben, he's having this you know, learning experience throughout the entire movie because of what's happened to, uh, I'm trying to remember her name now. I feel Abilene? Like, 
Abilene, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for what has happened to Abilene, you know, and he's like learning, you know, about her her way of life, you know, and like it's we see it slowly turning him into a what we would consider a better person. And then we have the revelation that she's just not a good person at all. And that she's kind of uh yes, she is a victim of this tragedy, but like she was like, Oh, I'm I'm have you in as my phone as this douchebag that I was, you know, seeing in New York. I, and, I don't hmm. think that she's not a good person. No, I don't I think the movie has a lot of empathy. Yeah, for she did that thing. She read Harry Potter books to that guy who wasn't even allowed to read Harry Potter books and she but was I, like good with her uh, family. I mean, I don't know. But don't get me wrong, like I agree with you, but I think for me in, in the moment that movie moment made me feel like the movie was saying like, oh, so she wasn't that great of a person, so maybe all the the stuff that Ben was learning is, you know, can kind of go out the window. That's what the movie felt like it was saying for me in the, that moment. I think we're supposed to believe uh, if I'm, if I'm interpreting the movie uh, in, in the way it wants to be interpreted, I think what it's trying to do is to plant that on the Kutcher character as well. I think what it's trying to say is this man is such a gaslighter mm-hmm. is has such a way with words has said like we see him do it with the other girl when he talks about her yes. voice or whatever yeah. and i think what we're supposed to believe about abilene is that she got caught up in that and you know and that that was you know she thought she was in love she thought that she had you know found her you know thing and what she did was wrong yes but i don't feel like the movie ever ever seemed to be indicating that we were supposed to hold that against no. her in any way. I think we were supposed to hold that against uh, the Kutcher character. Ag- eventually. Agreed. Yeah. And I think that if anything, it also revealed that she was a little smarter than the family let on because we think for so long that she was supposedly a, like, she thought that her and BJ Novak had this like amazing relationship. Mm-hmm. And in reality, she wasn't like that dense. She knew that she was like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm using that. So no, I, I definitely didn't think that. Yeah, she was using him as as uh, cover. Right. That's you know that's yeah. that's all it was. She was. And I also you know that I'm not trying to you know I also have empathy for her as she was an addict. You know that's just mm-hmm. that's the terrible disease. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why. Again, I like this movie. <laughs> it's just if it wasn't for <laughs> the ending, I think could have done better. I, I I would easily say I love this movie because everything leading up to that is brilliant. So just out of curiosity, what do you think should have happened in that ending then that would have kept you to love it? If he had been record, like he said, he'd been recording the whole thing, you know? Yeah. If he- which he had yeah, been. Which he had, yeah. And then he deleted everything. Yes. What do you, that's the only other thing I wanted to talk about was how you felt about that part of the but ending. Going, just, just real quick, I think if he would have called his bluff. You know, if he would have called his bluff and uploaded everything mm-hmm. and the movie would have shown, yeah, the world's not as sick as you think it is. Like if there is some justice that sticks, you know, but yeah, going back. To- I like that yeah. ending. I that's you know, but it is a more typical ending. That's- and then you don't get the yeah. the shocking that's moment, the which for me is OK. I you know, I think that's the you know. I think I would have enjoyed I think I would have come away liking the movie more. I think which, that would have been. I think your ending is it's good, but it's extremely predictable. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I also was, see how yeah. the other way could be shock for shock's sake. You know? Right. 
so what about erasing everything? Um, my wife and I were trying to work this out. Um, did he, did he erase everything, everything? Like he, that's like, what I got from it. My, got it. my understanding. Yeah. That's what I thought too. My thought was like, he was like, know what I'm doing is shallow and unimportant. You know, that I, I shouldn't be having like, this isn't something that I need to have a public entertainment on it is something that i experienced and i'm going to leave it in the real world of experience and it wasn't just about protecting himself from that last moment it was literally about a lifestyle change that's that's what i understood i, it I felt be. like he felt almost like hypocritical to post it like if he did it it was like not with like he's like i'm just using this family using this girl's death like it would just all be like an icky use of that podcast right so so aaron with your interpretation are you asking did he delete everything everything like from the moment he landed yes like the entirety that's how i feel i thought he did that i don't think that's right and the reason why that's that's what my wife said my wife said she didn't think that was correct either and so we were kind of trying to figure that out this is why i think uh that doesn't make sense is because he's been emailing those uh, those clips in the well, it's in a it's shared, a, it's a shared class. To Issa so. Rae's character Eloise is that right. who it is? So him deleting everything doesn't you know do anything because it's already up there in the cloud. And she said that they'd been editing it, you know, so it's already existing. So I think the only thing he's deleting is that last audio clip of him talking to Ashton Kutcher's character Quentin. But there's so many clips that we see getting deleted. Yeah, like there's, I saw, I, we see like a straight shot of him like looking like the entire folder, yeah. and it all goes away. Like you're it's right. like you know, I, and 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 you're you're absolutely correct. And this is what what we talked about. You're absolutely correct that that Issa Rae has had access to this already. Has already been editing some episodes together. They've already had uh you know drafts that that have been sent and, and previewed, like all that kind of stuff. But I think what it's trying to indicate, and, and I could be wrong is that he is making it impossible for them to continue that project. Right. Like he is, he, he is uh, permanently deleted their ability to. So all they have is whatever like working stuff they happen to move off the main cloud. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of that stuff, even that they've been working on could still be in those folders. If nobody has moved it to a separate cloud or a separate, you know, hard drive. Yeah. So if all they have is, is just the stuff they happen to move to an email or a hard drive or whatever, then they're, they're working from, a place where they just don't have anything. Okay. But I but it's it's a little bit not confusing but a little bit unclear to me. Um yeah. so I did want to kind of ask you guys. Yeah. 100%. Well, 100%. I mean, I want to rewatch it. Maybe I'll pay more attention. I just took it as everything got deleted, but maybe I'm wrong. This is a very rewatchable I, I, movie because mm-hmm. that that family is so lovable. Like Yeah. Like I said Boyd Hallbrook, like what he gets up to is so funny. He, you just smile whenever he's on screen. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Um, unless you guys have anything else that you want to talk about spoiler-wise from Vengeance. I don't think so. I love that little boy. Yeah. I love oh, that, that scene with, the, the floor with him. Was I think that's yeah. yeah. See, that's yeah. another thing that was great about Abilene. She let that little brother sleep in that room all the time. Well, and, and again, the, the entirety of that mystery of how to get into yeah. her phone is solved from their relationship. Uh-huh. And... And, you know, I, I just, I, I thought that was yeah. really sweet. I thought that was really yeah. beautiful. Um, 
Also, I hate gun culture. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning into the Sip Spoil. We will be back to spoil things when we want to ruin them for you. Okay. See you then. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.